Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle, watch us at You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman on Thursday, November 30th. The Larkspur Outlets Home Improvement Store will be auctioning off appliances, lumber, home building supplies, and much more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Good morning. How are you? Top of the morning, my friend. How you doing? Uh, good. Final event last night of How the fall season. Good. Good. Uh, we over doubled their paddle raise, so it was my great. God. You have been on a roll. Well, it, it helps to work with good people. Yep. Uh, it helps to work with great organizations. And uh, a lot of good things came together. So, um, I, I ironically ran into uh, one of Mandy's closest friends. She happened to be at the event. So, uh, yeah, it was good. It was a good night. And um, that was about it. No, that's good. Well, congratulations. Was- I know, I don't think people understand how much time, effort, energy, and focus you put into that element and, and the belief that you have in the uh, in the businesses that you, and the nonprofits in particular that you help with your abilities. So congratulations. Well, thanks so much. Absolutely. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay. Marvin Mims wasn't the offensive player of the week for the AFC, but he was the special teams player of the week. His uh, long punt returns resulted in the Broncos only two touchdowns of the game. He's tied for fourth in the NFL in total return yardage. That's kickoffs and punt returns. Uh, has 421 total yards. Broncos lead the NFL in both punt return average and kick return average. Uh, with that, it's going to sound like a, a silly type of question, but maybe it isn't so silly. No matter what position you play, there's always a chance you can get injured. We, sure. know, we know that, right? Yep. And generally speaking, when you have a really good wide receiver, you're trying to avoid, usually your fastest guys are your wide receivers. Generally speaking, all due respect to all offensive tackles. Because I know there, I know there are a few right. guys out there listening, thinking, "Hey, man, I have some." They wheels. all think that they can be a receiver. So generally speaking, it's going to be a wide receiver. So you look at a wide receiver who's really good and say, "Man, if this guy has this type of speed, why not have him return punts and kicks?" And the obvious answer is, if he's that good at his position, you don't want him to get injured in a two-car collision, which is the possibility every single time. Let's flip that around. We know how valuable Mims is returning punts and kicks. Would it make sense, because you have Judy and you have Sutton, to limit Marvin Mims at a at the wide receiver position so you can get this type of field position knowing your offense is struggling? It's an interesting question. It's just it's just it's just re-engineering the same question, but the opposite. Yeah, I think that with Mims, and I think that we're seeing this, they're trying to be, I don't even think selective, because, I mean, <laughs> he gets one target a game, it seems. I, I mean, you just don't, he played a bunch, but you just didn't see him being targeted. He took more snaps than Judy. Yeah, isn't that something? Think about that yeah. for a second. Took more snaps than Judy. When I first saw that, I was, I did a double take on right. it. Right. I really did. I, I think, to your point, I think that, I, I would really like to see fewer reverses 
and more stretching the, the field with him. That's I don't want to see. I don't want to see things across the middle necessarily. To your point, I, I don't. I think you might want to keep him out of traffic. But if you can get him in one-on-one or you know safety over the top battles on the sideline deep, where you're utilizing your speed and where he's proven that he can be a successful receiver, I don't think I. I don't think that we're done evolving as a play-action team, play-action offense uh, for Russ. I, they will continue to look for opportunities down the field. And I think that Marvin Mims will be involved in that. feels like he's being used as a decoy, um, doesn't it? Yeah. But again, with the amount of balls that Jerry Judy gets thrown his way, you can make the case he feels he's being used as a decoy as well. They're just not, they're just, this is kind of who they are. I mean, they are going to be a run-first football team. But but here's the thing, okay? And I don't watch the All-22. I don't claim to do that. Mm-hmm. But are the wide receivers really not getting any separation? I mean, consistently? Or is Russ afraid to throw an interception that, you know, tight windows, that's not for him anymore? That's where... That's where it is puzzling to me. I understand the offensive line isn't excellent. It isn't. They're marginal at best at pass protection. And you can make the case as a combination of all three. It's like a three-legged table. You can stay, You can eat off a three-legged table. But if you knock out one of those legs, quarterback, wide receiver doesn't get separation, offensive line doesn't pass protect well, your food's on the floor. They're just not going down the field much right now. Um, so when we see a play like Jerry Judy, that when, uh, Russ hooked up with them deep down the middle in the game against Kansas city, it's almost an awe moment because we just don't see many of those opportunities. Well, but you should be seeing, you would think more of those opportunities moving forward as teams start to stack the box. Yes. You would you, think so. You would hope so. You're not going to have a couple of safeties, you know, standing way off the line of scrimmage. If you're running the ball that much. So maybe, maybe, I don't want to say there's a plan, but maybe there's a plan. If you keep sticking to the run, knowing, hey, we're going to continue to run the ball even if we're getting three yards to carry. We are going to continue to do that early in the game to set you up for later. Yep. I- because, because a lot of offensive game plans, I know this seems nuts, are built that way. That we don't need, we want it right now, but if we don't get it right now, we know it's going to be there later. It's the, I think, basic tenant for growth in the offense. If if you believe that there is still a good ceiling for this offense. Do and, you? Um, there's a ceiling. I don't know if it's, I don't know how unlimited it is. There's a ceiling. Um, but we haven't gotten there yet because the effect of the ground game hasn't taken total it hasn't had a total effect yet and so we haven't really seen a lot of really good results from play action and i think that to your point i think that they will move towards that because it's the next step in the growth of the offense you're running the ball you're philosophically laying it out for any opponent to know 
You're going to run it 35, 36 times a game. You're going to be patient with it, but you got to keep you got to keep your eye on the possibility of Russ looking deep down the field. I think that we'll see more of that as the season wears on. When you look at Russell Wilson's numbers, when you look at the way he has been able to go off script, when you look at the way he has been able to make plays when necessary. Do you think do you think defensive coordinators here when defensive coordinators look at a Josh Allen when they look at a Patrick Mahomes the upper tier quarterbacks sure. in the league the defensive game plan going in is not we're going to force Mahomes to beat us we're going to force <laughs> Allen to beat us right we're 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 going to we're going to take away what they do best and force them to do other things kind of like you know um, with the Bills, we'll 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 give you the running game. We just won't. We just don't want Allen thrown all over us, right? Right. Has it hit a point with Russell Wilson that defensive coordinators look at the Broncos' offense and say, um, "We'll we'll let, we'll let um, Wilson beat us if he can." Has it hit that point of his career, or when you look at the numbers, you're like, "Man, Russell might be back." I think you got to be careful. Right. I don't know if I would go all the way with Russell Wood is back. He is certainly a better version of himself than he was last year. His metrics are good, but they're not throwing the ball downfield. In other words, Sean Payton is has is reeled him in a little bit. More than a little bit. Uh, you know, he still and wants to enhance the off-schedule ability that he has. And Russ has been great. He's been great staying in and then sensing pressure and getting out and making plays. He's been good with his legs. I'll tell you what he's been good at. Mm -hmm. And he needs to continue to do this. He's good at very good at extending plays. That's the term I'd rather use. He's very good at extending plays. Always has been. Just make sure you do it north, south, not east, west. Yes. Because you don't have the wheels anymore to escape def you know, defensive ends. Which means that you have to climb the pocket. That's right. You get to the pocket and then you right. climb the pocket. And then and that's where your release comes when climbing the pocket. You don't Now, I don't mind I don't mind them rolling him out. Correct. In, in, in an in a in a run pass option kind of thing. If you're rolling him out and getting him outside of the that's fine. If, right. if you're looking downfield, right. That doesn't bother me. Right. But no, I I would agree with you. I I think that there is I think that this offense is limited, but I think that they can be productive enough 20, 22 to 26 points a game. And Eric, if they continue to play defense the way that they're playing it, and, 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 and look, what is it? They've got 11 turnovers now that they've forced in their last four games. They're they've not going to get in the last. They're not going to get that. They're, they're not going to get that. That's just. The right. law of averages will catch up on that, but time of possession becomes a very important statistic. Right. If you are running the ball and moving the sticks, that's a huge and 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 you're and you're not going to get 15 minutes more than than like you did in the Bills game very often. But if you can really dictate time of possession with your running game, it's a huge advantage. Right. Coming up after the break, you know, we keep saying this over and over again. Is there a path to make the playoffs? 
I've been very consistent saying, let's not talk about the playoffs till you're 500. Then let's have that conversation. Now, we are doing something today that should be encouraging for everybody who listens and watches the show. We said when the team was, what, like one and four? There's no point in bringing on anybody from another market to talk about the game because it, there's really nothing to talk about. I mean, is Russell going to be here next year? You know, are they going to make a trade at the trade deadline? We did book a guest for the next hour. So so that's how we're feeling. Okay, th- th- I mean, that honestly, that's how we're feeling. So longtime friend of mine, Don Mitchell, uh, longtime sportscaster, has covered the Vikings for 20 years in Minneapolis. She's going to join us at 815. But to take that a step further, we are going to look ahead at the upcoming schedule because you have some hot teams that they are playing in the next three, right? Mm-hmm, right. Uh, Vikings are playing well. The Browns are playing well. The Texans, Texans are, are playing, playing well. well. Sure. And then when you look further down the line, you're seeing some other areas. You're like, man, the Broncos might have some huge advantages coming up. And after doing not even that much of a deep dive, no, the Broncos have one huge advantage over probably almost any other team in the league that is trying to make the playoffs. What is that advantage? That's next. With Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Wow, haven't heard this in a while. Hey! Well, what? Is this Gary Glitter? Yeah. Yeah. Sure is. Yeah. So when it comes to anthems, okay, when it comes to going to games, is this the most popular of all time? Is the wave the most popular of all time? Is um, there's got to be a bunch of other things that everybody steals from everybody else. They do this at for kickoffs before a lot of games. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah. So, so, what is the most popular in-game? Whether it is a song, whether I th- it is I think a, the an activity, wave, I th- the wave for some reason has continued to live on in yeah some level of infamy. But now I you guess. get made fun of. You get made fun of if you do the wave. Yeah, I, I'm not a big wave person. Yeah, me either. It's just yeah. not my deal. All right, welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MileHighSports.com. Reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman on Thursday, November 30th. The Larkspur Outlets Home Improvement Store will be auctioning off appliances, lumber, home building supplies, and much more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, you do the best you can to take care of your family every single day. The question is, what 
have you done for your family just in case, God forbid, something happens to you? Because if you have not talked to a guy like Dan McKenzie, the McKenzie Law Firm, to set things up to make sure everything is taken care of, God forbid something happens to you, I'll say this very plainly. You are screwing them over on so many different levels. This is something that is imperative that you take care of. Um, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just telling you I know the facts because most of us have had somebody pass away in our lives when you hit a certain age. And if you have to go through probate or they don't have a will or they don't have an estate plan, good goodness gravy. I mean, it's a whole mess of problems. Talk to Dan McKenzie today at the McKenzie Law Firm. Even if you don't have a family, there are lots of things that have to be tied up. The government just doesn't say, okay, that's fine. You died. Don't worry about it. They want their money. Other businesses want their money. Make sure that you take care of things so everything is taken care of because it'll be a nightmare. It'll be a nightmare. Go to 833-CO-PLANS. That's the phone number, 833-CO-PLANS or coplans.co. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Bounce Empire in Lafayette, a 50,000-square-foot indoor amusement park for adults, kids, and families reimagined. Well, Deshaun Watson is out for the season, and it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. No. I mean, at least now he has a lot more free time to get some more massages. Looking (laughs) at the Broncos' schedule ahead and the quarterbacks that they're going to be facing, it is hardly a murderer's row, and this is a quarterback league. Josh Dobbs is a great story. He hasn't lost a game since he's been with the Minnesota nope. Vikings. 2-0. But he's a better story than a quarterback. We will see what kind of quarterback he is moving forward. As for the next game against Cleveland, it's going to be Dorian Thompson Robinson. I didn't even heard of him. UCLA. Or, yeah. Rookie quarterback. Or P.J. Tucker. We know C.J. Stroud is. We know Justin Herbert is. That's two games. Jared Goff, he is playing well. Things are a hot mess with the Patriots right now with Mac Jones. Could be Bailey Zappi. Right. This weekend. Right. And then Aiden O'Connell. Hi, nice Irish boy. Yep. Aiden Aiden O'Connell. Out of Purdue, drinking Boilermakers. Anyway, this is hardly a murderer's It's a. It's actually kind of remarkable when you put it down. On paper. And let me throw something else at you. You can make the case the best quarterback of the bunches is Justin Herbert. Yeah. Oh, he puts up numbers. His team just doesn't win. Right. Yeah, I think that you would probably say Jared Goff is the guy that probably concerns you the most, but that has more to as much to do with the fact that Detroit's just a good football team and you're playing them on the road, right? By, by the way, you see that AM, I reached out to Dan Campbell. No, I did not see that. Yeah. Campbell was probably like, Really? Are you seeing what I'm doing here? <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to go, after what I've built here in Detroit, I'm going to listen to a bunch of, uh, you know, Billy Bob boosters. Can you imagine being a successful coach in the NFL and going to college where, especially in this day and age, you have to re-recruit your players all the time and, with and you NIL have, and transfer portals and stuff. My God. The boosters run the show sure. at the big programs unless you are a Nick Saban. Sure. Then you rule the roost. But I digress. Yeah. Let's get back to the uh, murderous row of quarterbacks the Broncos are going to be facing. They, they couldn't have drawn this up any nope. better. Now, granted... 
Detroit is a really, really good football team. Houston is a, it, I don't want to say very good, but more than pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you can, I think Houston's success now is to the point where you've got to think that they're going to be more consistently successful than right. not. Right. Having said that, two weeks ago, they lost to Carolina. So you got to be, you got to be careful. CJ Stroud has been unbelievable in his high points and has been, you know, a rookie at other times, but he has been generally good and Houston has been generally good. But there are some real opportunities here. You want to hear a great stat that I heard. I can't tell you if it's factually correct, but I think the person who said it would not just throw this stuff out there. C.J. Stroud, as a quarterback who has come out of Ohio State, Mm -hmm. no starting quarterback for Ohio State, I think, ever, has had more than five wins in one season with an NFL team. Hmm. And now C.J. Stroud has five wins. Yeah. When you look back at all the quarterbacks for Ohio State that have come into the league. And Ohio State is hardly quarterback you. Yeah. Right? Michigan isn't quarterback you either outside of two guys. One guy, Tom Brady. Well, Harbaugh. Harbaugh was okay. He was pretty good. He was good. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he was he was pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, all the Ohio State guys. Dwayne going back, Haskins, yeah, but going, Schleister. Even going back to Rex Kern and guys like that. Right. I mean, you know, back yeah. in the day. So with that, you feel more confident looking at the quarterbacks? How could you not? Right. I mean, and, and this is nothing against Josh Dobbs or – Dorian Thompson Robinson or PJ Tucker or Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi yeah, or Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, no, no, don't don't phrase that. Nothing against them. Well, yeah, it, yes, it, everything against it, them. It, it's where they are in terms of development. And obviously you've got to play well against a Justin Herbert and a Jared Goff. You may have to play extremely well against a CJ Stroud. But the but the rest of these guys right now, New England, you use the term hot mess. Absolutely. It is a hot mess right now. They made a substitution in a game that they were in, in like at the at crunch time, to sit Mac Jones and put in Bailey Zappi. What do you do? What? Okay, but no, I, I think it puts you in a very good position in pretty much every game that you play. I mean, the Chargers is a division, division game, obviously. You're going to be big underdogs going to Detroit, or you're going to be underdogs going to Detroit. Is, by, any, by the, is anything else unmanageable here? By the way, division games really mean much when you're chasing a wild card. Uh, you know, I got, I'd got i have to realign myself with with the first Tiebreaker. The first tiebreaker is AFC is is conference games. It's conference games, right? Conference so games. division games yeah. really don't mean that much. Meaning, a game against yeah, the Chargers because you're, you're not competing for the division. A game against the Chargers does not mean any more no. than a game against Houston. But it's a very well. It doesn't. Uh, it's it's a, a familiar. They see Justin Herbert twice. Oh, no, I understand so they, that. So they're familiar. But with the tiebreak is head to head. Right. And then conference, conference. standings. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if they play the Raiders, the Chargers, right. 
the Texans or the Browns. They're all in the same rowboat looking for a wild card. At least the Broncos are, and those teams are as well. Coming up after the break, NFL.com's Derek Carr wrote a really interesting Mm -hmm. article. He picked five players from the AFC, five players from the NFC, and titled his article, The Top Ten Sleepers to Make the Pro Bowl. When I looked at the AFC list, I was like, huh? Wow. That's next. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman and Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman on Thursday, November 30th. The Larkspur Outlets Home Improvement Store will be auctioning off appliances, lumber, home building supplies, and much more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. We've got some breaking news. And this coming out of the baseball owners meetings, ladies and gentlemen, welcome the Las Vegas A's to Major League Baseball. It is official. The A's are leaving Oakland, and now there will be three professional sports teams in Las Vegas, and undoubtedly there will be a fourth with the NBA. Yeah, I think that that's uh, just a matter of time. Did you see also that they are uh, really taking a good long look at shortening the pitch clock Yes, with runners on base? By a couple seconds. Yeah, I, I mean, notable. Yeah. Notable. Um, I think the pace of the game to me was the biggest story of baseball all of last year. Yep. Um, so, uh, baseball's in a, baseball's in a decent place right now. I'll give you something else. And the owners are talking about this, or at least the competition committee is on finding ways to improve the playoffs. And I'll give you a suggestion where I think it makes sense. I think they need to do away with the three divisions per league. Do two do two divisions okay. like they used to mm-hmm. because winning your division doesn't mean what it used to mean. One of those division winners is going to be in a best two out of three, mm-hmm. and that's not really an advantage. Yeah, is it? No. And the division series, it's how many games? Five. Yeah. It needs to be seven. Yes, it does. I understand you're extending the season, and you might be going further into November. I understand that, but if you win the division, let's say in the National League Central and the Braves and the Dodgers are the top two teams in the National League, whether you are the Cardinals, the Cubs, the Brewers, whoever, I mean, you're in a short series and that could be over in a hurry. There's no advantage of winning your division. You should be rewarded for that. Okay. I can buy that. I can buy that. Opening series should be best of fives. I agree. Best of seven for anything beyond that. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. 
When a team plays on national television, and we saw that a lot last year with the Broncos, people will get down on that particular team if they play poorly week after week on national television. But it also has the reverse effect. NFL.com's David Carr wrote an article titled Top 10 Sleepers to Make the Pro Bowl. He picked five from each conference. In the AFC, he listed Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton. Well, Cortland does have seven touchdown catches. Cortland Sutton, okay. He does have seven touchdown Mm -hmm. catches. And that toe tap in the end zone for everyone to see, I think in a lot of ways, David Carr looked at it and said, I had seven touchdowns. Look at that catch. Wow. I mean, that is a signature moment. If you look at signature moments, if you took the top 25 plays of the entire NFL season, when the season is over, and I'm saying this without watching every single minute of every single game, I have zero doubt Corland Sutton's catch would be one of the top 25 plays of the entire season. Alex, help me with this in, in case I do this wrong. It was the most, in the history of some of the metrics that 3.2 percent chance of that thing being was completed. the was the lowest yes. percentage of, of of the possibility of it being completed of any play that has happened ironically in the NFL ironically Russell Wilson when he was in Seattle threw a similar pass with a similar result with a similar look and I think that was was that to lock it. It was Tyler the Tyler Lockett, Lockett at yeah. the back of the end zone. This right. one was on the side of the end zone. But yeah, you're right. So, Russell Wilson, we have watched him all year, and while he's made an impact, his numbers, in our opinion, and I think most people who have watched every game would say Russell Wilson has not been as good as his numbers. However, game on national television, mm-hmm. making plays off script, that throw to Cortland Sutton. On the final drive, buck 55 to go, off schedule plays, pitching the ball to P. Ryan, pitching the ball to P. Ryan, finding a way to get out of trouble. Everybody saw that. So did David Carr. This is what he wrote about Wilson. He and the Broncos are heating up after a disastrous year one in Denver. The veteran has seemingly turned things around under Peyton. One touchdown pass, has at least one touchdown pass, no interceptions in each of the team's last three games, all wins. And then he goes through. The numbers. He ranks in the top five among qualified quarterbacks for touchdown to interception ratio. It is four to one. There are only two guys who are four to one right now in the league. Right. It is Russell Wilson and CJ Stroud. Passer rating for Russell Wilson, 104, fourth in the league. Fourth quarter comebacks, tied for the most with three. Game winning drives, tied for second with three. Looking at the loaded group of quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the AFC. And it's a loaded group. Do you think he cracks the top three? Or if one of those guys goes to the Super Bowl, that guy's not going to play in the Pro Bowl. Then let's throw in an injury. Could he be top? Is he top five? Yeah. Yes. I think he could. I think it, in fact, at this point, I don't think it's much of a debate. At this point, there's a lot of water that's got to flow under that bridge. But winning. Winning gets you noticed. Bingo. Winning on national television gets you noticed. A three-game winning streak is not modest, but it's nothing like 
wow, they've won three in a row. Now, where you look at where the Broncos came from, it does look impressive. A lot of teams have three-game winning streaks. But for the Broncos, it has put Wilson on the map. And by the way, he finally has odds for comeback player of the year. There you go. Right. We will we will we will get to although, although, and, and I don't want to ruin this for tomorrow because we're going to talk about this tomorrow. I'll just put it out there, think about it, don't give an answer. If you had to give comeback player of the year for the Broncos, would you give it to Wilson or would you give it to Javante Williams? We'll talk about that tomorrow. With that, do you think he's one of the top three quarterbacks in the FC right now? From what you've seen, what does your eye test tell you? Not the stats. No. Is he top five from what you've seen, not the stats? No. But when you watch... But I would go on the next level. But when you, here's the thing. Yeah. When a game's on national television, everybody's watching. They sure. Go, they look, go look at a stat sheet. Well, this guy's been amazing. I, I wouldn't say that he's been amazing. No. It, you know, he's been... Here's where he has been great. He makes plays at the right time, and he doesn't turn the ball over. Well, except for when he was blamed for a turnover in the Washington game. No, 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 no. I'm talking about where we are right now, where he is right now. Okay. He has been sizzling in terms of interceptions. He has not turned the ball over, and that's been huge for this football team. But to the point question about the eye test and it's a fair question because we see him every single we see him every single week see him every single day pretty much there is room there for for improvement for continued improvement i mean there are lots of times where they stall in the middle of the field or they get across midfield and they don't produce there is still a lot of room for growth from russ and this offense why do you think Sutton is being targeted more than Mr. Potential, Jerry Judy, between the 20s and in the end zone? Well, Why? his size in the red zone is is very is advantageous. I mean, he's, he's a big guy. Um, he's winning more one-on-one battles. That, that last year, he just never won. So if they bring back one... Of these two wide receivers. They bring back Sutton. And restructure, probably. Yes. That and, would be my guess. And Judy. Because, honestly, looking at the way this pass offense is, you see Sutton is is returning closer to form than he did, you know, before the injury. Mm-hmm. Or before the injury, he was very, very good. He kind of looks like his similar self. Would you bring back, knowing you have Mims, would you bring back Judy and Sutton? I would see what the trade no. market is for Judy. Yeah. That, I mean, I mean, that's where I still am. Now, my mind could be changed. There's a lot of action left. Right. My mind could be changed. Mm-hmm. But I do think that, I, I, I think that Judy has some value. Um, he's still relatively young. Uh, you are, now, who knows how this season plays out, but you're still building. You're building. Sean's building. I'm going to flip this back now. Yeah. Five, six games into the season, the narrative was, I think Sean Payton's pretty much made up his mind. Russell Wilson's not coming back. How are we going to find a way to, you know, deal with the money and the big dead cap and yada, yada, yada. If he makes the Pro Bowl, how in the world does Sean Payton cut him? I don't think Sean Payton's thinking about cutting him right now anyway. I I don't think he's... I just don't... I, I, I mean... I don't think he's thinking about it. I would agree. Yeah. 
But if you sat him down and lit a bunch of candles and said, hey, do you think right now Russell Wilson will be your quarterback next year? What do you think he'd say? The fact that you have to pause is interesting. I think that he would probably say that we're moving forward. I, I think the economic situation, I think you're getting enough result. And and is he worth $50 million? No. To, to hand the ball off for a run first offense. Well, I mean, you do more than that. I mean, come on. I mean, he's, he's, he's making game-winning plays. He made game-winning plays in the game at Buffalo. They've won three straight games. That's it. You're looking at the big picture. I am looking at the big picture. You're looking at the big picture. I think... If I'm going to look at the big picture, I'll look at one and five. Want me to do that? You can you can do whatever you want. Because that's the big picture. You, you can come to whatever conclusion you wish. That's up to you. I'm saying, I think at, at, as of right now, and I'll use your terms, put a gun to my head. Yeah. Yeah. Russ is back next year. I think they would probably look at him and say, we would like you to come back, but you got to restructure that deal too. I w- well, I have maintained that from the beginning. Which means, I think that might be a good thing. Lessen the contract. The Penner's like, take whatever you want up front, whatever. Uh, right. Just take it. I think that can work. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. And, I, and by the way, I still think Russ can be part of the answer. I really do. I, I guys believe in him. I it, it, that's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. Mm-hmm. That was my quarterback. Thanks, TD. Yeah. To yeah. to rather. That's right. Okay. To. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? We'll discuss the Avs drubbing the Anaheim Ducks at Ball Arena and what kind of punishment did the NBA hand down to Draymond Green. That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman on Thursday, November 30th, the Larkspur Outlets Home Improvement Store. They're going to be auctioning off some great stuff, appliances, lumber, home building supplies, and much more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. 
presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Okay, guys, just in case you missed it, the Avs routed the Anaheim Ducks last night, winning 8-2 at Ball Arena. The same score they lost to the Blues by last Saturday. Uh, everyone on the ice played well for the Avs, but especially the bottom six forwards and the fourth line who chipped in three goals. Uh, thoughts on the Avs finding another gear and dominating the Ducks? Well, Eric's going to love the the contributions from the third and fourth lines. Right. But all the lines were good last night. And this is a team that after some really head-shaking results has bounced back with consecutive wins, one of them on the road by a 13-3 to margin. I think the message has been received. And this is how good the Avs really can be. They receive a message, and then all of a sudden, boom, there are results. Would like to see still some more consistency in the net. I want to see Georgiev be a little, a little better in his skill set. But pretty good results the last couple of times out. This is a conversation that we should have more than just for a couple of minutes. But why is it that Michael Malone and Jared Bednar can eviscerate their teams publicly, yet when other coaches do that, they lose the locker room and eventually get fired? Hmm. Would it be because they both have championships in the last two years? I think that has a lot to do with it. I also think they have a lot of buy-in from their leaders. And they genuinely love their players, and their players genuinely love them. Josh McDaniels, players hated him, and he didn't have a voice in that locker room either, and he has no history. So I guess we just answered that in about 45 seconds. Nicely done. So much for doing a segment on it. All right, just in case you missed it. That was uh, quick. <laughs> and they're very long-tenured as well, too. I mean, yeah, I, they are. They are long-tenured. And and that is key. There is a there is a level of trust. You're absolutely right. I, and players do. It's amazing how similar they are in that regard, those two coaches. Right. Players really, and they both have long-existing stars in their locker room that would – skate or run through a wall for them. And and the length of time both of them have been there should not be overlooked. It's kind of like, and I'll use Josh McDaniels as the example. When he goes after, in theory, his kids, um, those kids look at him and are disgusted because Mm -hmm. they don't respect him. You know, and I'm, I'm just using crazy examples because that father figure is a drinker and he hits them. And, he, and he's bad to the mom, and he shows a bad example. When Malone and Bednar say something, they're like the patriarch of the family where the kids, the players, don't want to disappoint dad. Yeah, right. I agree. So much for doing a segment on that. That, sh- that was short enough. We should do it in just in case you missed it. Fair enough. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, the NBA is suspending Golden State's Draymond Green for five games. A significant hit for the Warriors. Uh, Green will lose $769,970 with the five-game suspension. NBA is also finding Clay Thompson, Rudy Gobert, and Jaden McDaniels $25,000 each for their roles in the skirmish. Was the five games for Draymond Green on the low end for you? Hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the 
what the standard is that they use for these suspensions. I, I get some of them. Others, I don't. Five seems like, I mean, when you put it in terms of losing $760,000 or whatever it is, although, isn't that a kind of, that's grocery money. For this, this isn't a fair comparison. Okay. And I understand that, but there are some small similarities there. Kareem Jackson isn't the same player that he was five years ago. And because he's lost a step a little bit and he's not the same type of athlete that he was, age has everything to do with it. Um, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. Yep. And sometimes you have late hits. Not late hits. You have sloppy tackles that turn into fines. He's not the same guy that he used to be, but he still wants to be great at what he does. And still play, though. Okay. Right. Draymond Green isn't the same guy that he used to be. For Draymond... He is a tough guy, I suppose, and the only way for him to be effective is to chirp and try and intimidate you. They aren't the same players that they used to be, so now they have to do things to try and stay relevant. Hmm. Although Draymond Green is far worse, in my opinion, oh, yes. than Kareem Jackson. Yeah, I, yes. Yeah. But I think there is a parallel there or two. Kareem Jackson has not been known as a headhunter. No, just an incredibly hard, tough-minded football player but because who delivers. He, but because he doesn't get to the wide receiver fast enough like he used to to make a clean tackle, he gets there a little bit late, hmm. and maybe the timing is off and he winds up banging somebody in the grill. Okay. But Draymond Green, he's going to become a danger because because he's nothing more than a goon that you see in the in the NHL. And it's his only way to really stay on the floor. It's not like he's scoring, rebounding. He can defend still. He can. He can defend. Yep. But but no but 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 I but I'll listen to that. All right, that was a Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, uh, walk into any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. They can help you redesign your entire kitchen. They have a great selection of highly discounted, uh, you know, appliances. If you go into their clearance center, scratch and ding—that's what we call them. Got them, man. I've got washer and dryer with the scratch and a ding. As do I. Guess and what? They're on the back of the washer and dryer, which is up against a wall in my laundry room. Well, I'm going to come over and pull that thing off the wall and say, what the hell is this? <laughs> you then, are. And then what did you pay for it? And the, Well, I paid for it considerably less. Right. And you know what? My clothes are still bright and colorful. I don't know about that. I'm looking at a uh, very well-faded sweatshirt that looks like you wore that 20 years ago. Yeah. It's my Basque surfing sweatshirt. Oh, I didn't know you surfed. I don't. Oh. But I have the sweatshirt. <laughs> Mountain High Plans, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, we know Marvin Mims has the potential to be a great wide receiver. Peyton keeps saying, we're going to get him more involved. Well, you know what? He's involved in one area, and he was recognized for it yesterday. That's next.